You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Cities are proof that the sky is the limit. Soaring towers, crowded streets, people shuffling from one thing to the next— and those miraculous feats of engineering and artistry. Cities are organic and constantly changing, and yet they're anchored in our minds and hearts by their landmarks. Imagine New York without the Empire State Building, or Paris without the Eiffel Tower. They wouldn't just look different, it would look like they didn't exist at all. Now imagine a city rich in history and culture, home to authors, politicians, and titans of industry. This one in particular is located in northwest Germany, a little over 100 miles from Dusseldorf. It was founded in the early 1200s, and for a very long time, was known as the City of Linden. In fact, it once produced so much of the fabric that in the 1920s, it started issuing linen currency, as well as notes made of velvet and silk. This, my friends, is Bielefeld. It's a city much like any other. It boasts a university and serves as headquarters for a number of companies, including food, plastics, textiles, and home appliance manufacturers. Bethel Institution, a hospital for the mentally ill, was built in 1867 and protected patients from Nazi forces during World War II, a time when Hitler had ordered the executions of all mentally ill people across Europe. There's a local theater, several Gothic churches, an art museum, a concert hall, a botanical garden, and even a football team. And if you've made it this far, you'll notice something interesting about Bielefeld. Nothing. Even though its citizens might think differently, there's nothing particularly special about Bielefeld, at least when compared to other cities just like it around the world. Which is what makes one particular claim so bizarre. You see, in the dial-up days of the internet, the mid-90s, Online forums were where people gathered to gossip, joke, and talk politics before social media took over our lives. In one such forum, a German computer science student named Achim Held posited that Bielefeld gibt es nicht. As with many languages, such a sentiment has multiple meanings. It could mean Bielefeld is empty, as in there's nothing to do or see. But it's the other meaning that went viral long before the idea of going viral was even a thing. Bielefeld, they say, doesn't exist. According to Akim Held, the city's existence was a hoax carried out by a clandestine organization known as Them, and anyone who said otherwise was part of the conspiracy. Of course, he knew his claim wasn't real. It was an experiment. But as we've learned from stories of undead monsters and multiple personalities— Experiments can take on a life of their own. From there, the joke spiraled into full-blown conspiracy theory, including references to the Illuminati. 
One good example would be the focus on the number 23. Bielefeld's City Hall sits at 23 Niederwall, and its area code 057-11000 adds up to the number 23. As the concepts of memes and online folktales take off in the mid-2000s, so too did this bizarre theory. In 2014, Bielefeld Mayor Pitt Clausen used the conspiracy as a way to increase tourism for the city's 800th anniversary. German Chancellor Angela Merkel once attended a town hall meeting there, later adding as a joke, if it even exists. Bielefeld certainly does exist, but some people still resist the idea. If you claim to have been there, or know someone who has, you might get labeled as one of them. And while some may see this tale as a harmless prank, it's also slightly disturbing. One offhanded comment can wipe a city off the map. In our minds, at least. It's crazy to think that a joke like this could ever be taken seriously, but it raced around the web for years. In 1999, finally fed up with all the lies and rumors, the city decided to issue an official press release. In it, they assured everyone that, yes, the city does in fact exist. There was just one small problem with their efforts to dispel the rumors. The date they chose to publish their announcement just happened to be the 1st of April, otherwise known as April Fool's Day. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
a lifeless body beside a bloody knife. A woman in her living room, dangling by her neck from a clothesline. A man slumped over the door of his convertible in his garage. At first glance, some of these deaths might seem like suicides or accidents. Not so. There are three of twenty unsolved murders, each with a different motive, but connected by one common thread. A woman named Fanny. Born in Chicago in 1878, Fanny led a traditional, sheltered 19th century life. Her father was a successful farm equipment manufacturer who expected his family to adhere to the strict gender norms of the time. Men, he said, should go to college and then get jobs to support their wives, who were meant to stay at home with the children. Fanny and her brother were homeschooled and both dreamed of attending Harvard. However, only her brother was allowed to go, which was disappointing because Fanny had dreams of her own, the kinds of dreams she couldn't share with anyone else, and no way of fulfilling them while she still lived in her father's home. Respecting his wishes, she instead got married at the age of 19. The marriage was perfectly fine for a while. They had three children, and Fanny seemed satisfied. But deep down, she never forgot about her dreams. Eventually, they proved too powerful to hold back, driving her to divorce her husband in order to make them all come true, something that was unheard of at the time. Fanny, now in her 40s, used the inheritance from her late father and her recently deceased brother to pursue a passion that she'd repressed for far too long. Murder. Specifically, the homicide cases described to her by one of her brother's college classmates. With his help and her newfound wealth, she created a new department at Harvard the Department of Legal Medicine. She also helped set up a library named in his honor, as well as a curriculum known today as the Harvard Seminars in Homicide Investigation. Of course, Fanny did all of this in the 1940s, so it should come as no surprise that she was often discouraged from visiting crime scenes. Instead, she decided to create her own. It was the perfect cover, really inserting herself into the growing world of murder investigation to better understand how to study and teach it. Throughout the second half of her life, Fanny went from housewife to homicidal architect. She carried out elaborate murders, mostly of women, who had strayed from the safety of their domestic lives. She then used her crimes to educate others on best practices in analyzing crime scenes. Her technique required the students to employ a geometric search pattern, such as a clockwise spiral, when examining the crime scene. Scanning from one side of the room to the next in a 360-degree fashion, students would get an idea of how her murders had been committed. Despite her grisly actions, Fanny's work earned her numerous accolades, and she was even made an honorary captain in the New Hampshire State Police, making her the first female police captain in the United States. As I said at the beginning, her crimes remain unsolved, You might be asking yourself, if we know who Fanny was and what she did, why would her murders still be unsolved today? The answer is a lot more simple than you'd imagine. They never happened. You see, while her crimes were based on real cases, they were actually completed as highly detailed dioramas. Today, they're known as the nutshell studies of unexplained death. Each scene is like a room from a grotesque dollhouse, meticulously researched and recreated, in order to teach detectives how to look for clues. And Fanny, known throughout law enforcement as Francis Glesner Lee, is the pioneer who made it all possible. In fact, 18 of the 20 that she created 
are still in use today by Maryland's medical examiner's office, who also keep their solutions hidden from the public. The old cliché reminds us that the best way to learn is to do. Let's all be grateful that Fanny didn't take that piece of advice too far. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.